Hey, Chad here, co-host of The Hillbilly and the Hipster. Tis the season to be giving, and what better way to show your loved ones you care than with a gift from St. Galgano Armory. St. Galgano Armory is a veteran-owned company that produces blacksmith merchandise that is both unique and meaningful. Everything is forged with the highest quality materials and craftsmanship. St. Galgano Armory's products are the perfect gift for the someone in your life who has everything. This Christmas, give the gift that will last a lifetime, a piece of St. Galgano Armory's handcrafted blacksmith merchandise, and yes, Andy, blacksmith apparel. And with every purchase, you're giving back to the community. A portion of every sale goes to a biblically-based nonprofit that helps those in need. So this Christmas, make your gift-giving truly special with St. Galgano Armory. Visit St. Galgano Armory online today at stgalganoarmory.etsy.com. St. Galgano Armory, where faith meets forge. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and join with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, I got a story for you. I love stories. Saturday night. I'm at a, a Saturday, church. Of... Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Sorry, go ahead. I'm at a church event. Um, I'm emceeing it. I'm also playing with my with my church worship team. Um, and I'm walking, I, I park in the neighborhood. This is, a uh, kind of in a, in a gentrified neighborhood in downtown East San Francisco. Can I just tell you how weird that word is to me? Gentrified? Yeah. I hate that word. I understand what it is. I just hate the way it sounds. I don't, I don't disagree with it. So uh, Hold uh, on. that was a, probably a poor choice of words. A better term is this. This is a amazing historically black neighborhood that has now been overrun by woke white people. And I really don't want to use woke anymore, but I will tell you this. The house I parked in front of is the same house I parked in front of last year. And I'm assuming this is a, whomever lives there claims to be a woman because they have a sign that says, I am a woman, not a womb. And abortion is a human right. So that tells you what kind of neighborhood I'm parking in. God-fearing neighborhood, if you ask me. So, and this is a historically black church uh, in this neighborhood, in the old Five Points neighborhood in Denver. And I, I park and I walk into the church. And all of a sudden, I hear, oh, I'm walking in the parking lot and I hear this crashing noise, right? And I watch this pickup truck, which I was kind of amazed about because it's like a half-ton pickup. It's a late model. It's a newer Halftime pickup with a full bed. You don't see full beds anymore. No, not at and, all. And he's basically pulling head into a parking spot, and he is scraping the Honda Accord that's parked behind him. Did he leave a note? He's oblivious to this whole thing. Like, there's no way he didn't hear it and feel it. The entire neighborhood heard Oh, there's it. no way he didn't feel that. No. And it's a little bit lifted. Um so, so, is, so is his ego, it sounds like. Well, he gets out of the truck, and I don't know where this guy's going. And he's in like he's got like a, a leather vest on and a chain wallet and these orange shoelaces and some leather flat cap. And he makes a beeline right for me. 
And I kind of step in front of my wife and he makes a beeline right for me. Like, I think he knows I'm going to, I've seen it. I've heard it. I'm going to say something. And he just looks at me and he's like, hey, how you doing? He walks right into the church I'm going to. And so I go and look and and the Honda Accord definitely got some damage. You could see the scuff marks on the chrome part of his bumper. But I I just figure he's coming for the show. I go into the church and I'm doing the stuff I need to do before get everything uh, situated because I like I said I'm emceeing and uh, somebody comes up to me and they're like hey Chad I want you to meet Pastor Danny and I turn around who's Pastor Danny are you kidding me no 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 nothing and I looked at this dude and I was like you've got to be kidding me I would have died I would have asked him I would have I would have made some snide remark. It would have been the it would have been the point in time in the conversation where Dr. Wife steps on my toe or like nonchalantly drops a shoulder into me while I'm talking. No, she nonchalantly pulls a Lawrence Taylor on you. Like my shoulder's out of socket again. I'm concussed. I don't know where I'm at, but I'm still getting on that mic. I mean, I and it just got me thinking, like, there are some guys who, you know, declare that they are pastors and they give the rest of us a bad name. And I know we're yeah. human, but I mean, I, I mean, your first instinct is, right, leave a note. It's not a huge amount of damage, but it was damaged. And the thing is, like, the way this neighborhood has transitioned to, there's already mad hatred for this church. And now you've just created more disdain for this church because they're just going to immediately assume, oh, it's a church event. And and they, you know, it's some Christian that went and jacked up my car. Oh, absolutely. So how's your week? What's going on in the Commonwealth? You went heavier than I thought we were going to go to. I don't know. That story's been on my, that's been really, it's bugged the heck out of me since it's happened. Yeah, no, I could I could see where that would bother you. And I've had to me. repent because I don't know if whatever it was that I didn't call this dude out. Like, I, I feel bad that I and I did go out to try to find out who owned the car and they had left. And then when I left the event, they came back and I couldn't figure out whose car it was. But I never really had that interaction. But it, I, I think it's bothered me because I'm not happy with myself and I've had to repent that I didn't do more than I should have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. Which would have which would have hurt relationships that I have with people who know him, but still I, I regret that I didn't do what I should have. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally get that. Um but let's let's lighten the mood. Well okay. if we're gonna lighten the mood before we do anything. No I'm just messing with you. What's up? What do I have in my hand? Is that a genuine blacksmith merchandise bottle opener made by the one St. Galgano Armory himself? It is, my brother. It is. This is the greatest bottle opener. It's a stunning piece of work you have in your hand, sir. It's the greatest bottle opener I've ever I've ever owned in my life. And I'm not just saying that. We I I am a avid user of this bottle opener to uh to to try to fit in with some of our younger listeners 
to to be like my son, uh, that bottle opener is bussin and has been goaded. And as I guess it's already been, <laughs> it's already been laid out. I mean, somebody told me when I asked them what they think about Santa Claus tonight, they said you meaning me. So I have no idea what you just said because Look, I am standing on my lawn scowling. When I tell you anytime my oldest eats something good, he'll be like, mom, bro, this is bussing. So I will I say still like, I'm assuming that's a good thing, Well, but I'm I had no clue what it means. I'm going to text him that, but I also know I'm of a generation. If I called my mom or my grandmother, brah, I'd have gotten backhanded. So here's the thing. My kids, well, my oldest, you know, Mason, we adopted, so he came a little older. But Turner, when he never called me dad when he was little, I was papa. And I loved it. His little sweetest little boy, ah, papa. No, I just see you as papa smurf. Whatever, man. It was, it, it, but I went pretty quick because of daycare they couldn't get past because everybody else was daddy oh you know jimmy daddy's here and i'd get to daycare and they're like oh turner daddy's here i'm like papa i'm not daddy that's weird um and so then i went from papa to daddy and that was a hard transition and then i went from daddy to dad and that was that wasn't as bad but it was hard but no one prepared me for bruh to go from dad to bruh. Bruh. Well, and bruh, I, why don't you tell us about St. Galgano Armory? Oh, now I'm sad. I bet it's bussing, though. St. <laughs> <laughs> Galgano Armory is bussing, and this is the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith apparel. They use traditional techniques to create unique and stunning pieces, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Galgano himself. Each item is a complete work of art crafted with care and attention to detail. St. Galgano Armory believes that quality and authenticity are paramount. That's why they use only the finest materials and take pride in the craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but they're very functional. Chad uses that bottle opener like it's going out of style, my man. Especially this time of year. Oh, why settle for something that's mass produced? Check the uh, check out their website at Saint uh, Saint Galgano Armory today. Browse their selection of handcrafted blacksmith merchandise and apparel. Uh, you can check them out on the social medias. And so if you're looking for a gift for that hard to buy person, but you want something unique that they'll always uh, be able to remember that you were thinking about them with love, check out and see what St. Gagano's got for you. I'm about to go order some bookmarks tomorrow. I'm going to hand them out to, I think to one of my small groups that we go through books. I'm going to get some of those bookmarks. I think, uh, I think I'm getting a t-shirt here pretty soon. Yeah, I, I heard he's got my sizes now. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they have Andy sizes and Chadwick sizes, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I actually think I probably could have got it today uh, at the office, but um, today was a rough day, bro. Uh, Do check them out, com. They are on X, formerly Twitter, at St. Galgano, and they're on the Instantgram at 
Saint underscore Galgano underscore Armory. I did make that conscious choice to make it instant gram. I feel like it's like a mixture of oatmeal and a cookie. It it makes a good s'more. Do love a good s'more. So to lighten the mood for a second, Chadwick and I were talking. Is it okay if I call you Chadwick? Because I'm going to. It's not my formal name, though. My formal name, my name actually is Chad. I know everybody thinks it's shortened. Um, No, I never once thought it was shortened. A lot of people do. So I said it one time and you instantly were like, that's not my name. And from that point on, I was like, it is now. Um, and it's okay. We all have names. We all have names we're not proud well, of. Well, it's okay because when I when I emceed that event, they asked me three times how to say my name. I'm like, I think it's pretty obvious. And I got introduced as Pastor McCoyle. What? And I have a friend that was there who would then kept coming up behind me, whispering it in my ear. Yeah, you wouldn't live that down. No, so we were talking about because we well welcome dumpster fire nation first of all shout out dumpster That's fire right. nation we uh, we have a nation now I don't know, it's it's a small but mighty nation Keith declared um, it Keith declared it we are dumpster fire nation so I mean I'd almost be willing to change your whole podcast name but anyway welcome to the dumpster fire welcome dumpster fire nation we're we're talking about getting a second or an alternative logo that is a dumpster fire so here here's what we're proposing. I got to do some researches for shops around Owensboro. Uh, researches? Have, uh, is that what I say? Are is you my grandmother said? now? You added an S to everything? Did I say that? Yes. Or I heard that. You may not have said it, but I heard it. I don't think I said it, but I, I won't deny it because I, I don't know. We'll maybe I did. The, we'll check the tape. Somebody check the tape. So, yeah, uh, I, I've got to do some researching on some of the different shops here in Owensboro. I've got some ideas, but uh, in March, we're going to do an episode that's kind of live, I guess. But um, I think we're going to get matching dumpster fire tattoos. We're going to take that new logo once it's done um, and we're going to take it and we're going to get matching dumpster fire tattoos. And uh, I'm going to let you behind the wall here, folks. Um, Both of us have tattoos. I I mean, we don't hide that, but uh, Mr. Mr. Sure, let the cat out of the bag. Mr. McCoyle over here. Um, when I brought the idea up, he was like, I mean, I'm a grown man with a Winnie the Pooh tattoo. What's 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 the dumpster fire? <laughs> and so I don't have anything like that, but uh <laughs> funny thing is with the last time I was out there um in the fall. We had this plan. I think we were at AZIP. And you're like, dude, let's go get matching tattoos. And I was like, okay. And then we like went to your backyard and had cigars. And then I think we fell asleep. We got old real quick that day. Um, yeah, and I, we just couldn't think of what we wanted. And, and now it has hit me. We want a dumpster fire tattooed on us. I think the only question is where do we get it? Uh, but I'm afraid to leave that up to the audience because I don't oh, know this. how comfortable I am on my on my tuchus. I'm pretty sure Appalachian's going to have some ideas, and if he doesn't, uh, I'm pretty sure Keith will. So, yes, uh, 
But yeah, and so it might we, be we we might be getting matching tattoos with Keith, but I don't know if Keith has any. Uh yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he does. Um, so yeah, uh, we're not committing Keith to getting a matching tattoo with us. Um, he might find that weird. Um, but this is you know, now, this has become really, become really, really alternative. Not not only have we been best friends for six years plus, uh, now we're gonna have matching tattoos. So welcome to the nation. You will always be with us. Well, you are my in in. in in full homage to Jay and Silent Bob, you are my hetero life mate. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Dr. Wife still listens, but uh, I'm waiting for her to say, hear that. She's like, I can't take Chad anymore. I don't know that it's you that she can't take <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, what are we talking God. about tonight, brother? Uh, Admin? That is going on now. That is. So in full disclosure, like we're we're psyched and ready to go. And then uh you know, we're doing our pre-show notes and we realized uh we we prepped to the wrong week of well, Advent. Well, actually, Chad prepped to the wrong <laughs> week of Advent. <laughs> Chad prepped for the wrong week. I was trying to help you out and not not leave you out to dry. But uh so last week we talked about hope. You know, there was a lot we had to be we, we had to be hopeful about. Um this week in in Advent is the the week of peace, mm-hmm. right? It's the week of peace, and um, man, we we as a people, um, uh, Christians especially, but I think everybody, like, there's just so much turmoil going on in our lives. It's a it's a hard concept to try to fathom. I mean, Absolutely, I, like I, I have a little look, more better handling with hope than peace. Oh, absolutely, because I mean, you look at what's going on in the world, right? Uh, let's take, let's just let, let's keep it at home, uh, because everything that's going on around the world is so politicized um, that, and I don't want to get into politics today. And home like, isn't. Shut up, Chadwick. Did you see that um, debate last night? See, here we go. Freaking politics, man. <laughs> Golly. I knew I should have done this one solo. <laughs> no, but like let's let's just take politics aside. Like sure. and let's look at what's going on. And well, so it's gonna get political. Um, now that I realize where I'm going with this, but we have we have children that are are just being victimized left and right. Um, we have men not leading their families. Uh, we have men who I'm gonna, are, can I, are not can only I... not leading their families, but are abandoning their families. You have women who are using uh, children against their husbands. Can I pause uh, you right there one second? Can I add yeah. something to that? No, absolutely. We have men who are not leading their churches, who have been called to be the under shepherd of flocks and are not leading their churches, let alone their families. Absolutely. I mean, they should be leading their families first and foremost. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But then they're not leading their churches. No, absolutely. Um, We have people living on the streets, uh, some by choice, most of them not. Um, We have. I think where I live, most of them are living on the streets by choice. It's like a it's literally like a, a flip. 
it's like a parallel universe where I live. I think they're there by choice. So I just, I look at, and, and my experience with this is mostly teenagers and kids, mm-hmm. right? Like th- those, yeah, they're not, they there are by not, choice. they are not there by choice. So there no, are, there are families that are having to choose. Do I pay for this medicine or do I pay for groceries? Yeah. There's not a lot of peace, right? There are. Well, there now are husbands, there I'm are thinking... husbands and wives that, that come home from work. And they're so bogged down from their job that they can't enjoy each other's company and they can't love one another that they just yell and fight or um, they're so numb to the world that they don't even fight anymore because they just don't care. Well, thanks, Pastor Andy, because now you've ruined the next episode, because how do we find joy in all of this? Well, tune in next week and we'll tell you. But we're not talking about joy right now, Pastor Chad, Mr. McCoyle. So, and I, and I, I know that I have started this on a completely somber note, and you're thinking to yourself, wow, Andy, for a rabbit hole, you really took us down the wrong one. Maybe I did. Well, but, so let's let's look at this and where's the peace? And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where the peace is, and then you can then I'm going to hand the baton to you. Oh, no. Okay. And and and, and this is going to, I'm going to catch some flack for this. But the peace is in the manger. Mm. The peace is in the manger scene. Yes, sir. Because the manger scene leads to joy. Because without that manger scene, there is no scene on the cross. What can and I with- Without touch something really quick, there is no resurrection. Absolutely. And and I think the manger scene, not to, I'm just going to add this, and this is going to tick some other people off. The manger scene, right? That is the incarnation of Christ. The whole, your nativity scene that you've put up in your house is a declaration of war that brings peace, ultimate peace to the land, to the world. To civilization. Yep. yep. And so um that 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 is the piece that we're looking for is in that manger scene. Um and, and we touched last week. Um the manger scene that I have in my, my uh it's one of my, my nativity scene, right? That I have on my mantle. Um I'll I'll post a picture, I'll send it to to Chad so he can post a picture because I'm still not smart enough to log into in the show notes. We'll um, put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it on Instagram. It was my grandmother's. Okay. Um uh, Memo left this up year round. Um and so then the Timothy she, scene she left yeah, up year round. Oh. Yeah left up year round. Didn't um uh and, and so I've always loved it. Um and you know it's the weird weird when when someone dies it's weird um because then everybody picks through their stuff right um i want this and i want this and my family's real weird because i think we all want stuff because we want to be able to have their stuff and remember them but nobody wants to make anybody mad and so we're like well i'd like that but if you want to take it i don't i don't want to fight about it and i feel it's i just feel weird but so we're we're cleaning out the house after memo died and uh, early late, she died Christmas 2016, so early January of 2017. Um, my the the kids, so my mom, my uncle, my aunt, my granddad, 
and myself, we make the the trek to Onita, and we're we're cleaning up the house, right? And uh, packing stuff up, and she collected clowns, the the Emmett Kellys, and all that stuff. So I got a couple of those, and I said, "Hey, who wants the nativity scene?" Um, and my mom and my aunt were both like, "Well, we'd like it." Um, and so, the, but I put my foot down, and I was like, "Hey, I'm not trying to be rude." That's the one thing Dr. Wife wants. And that's the one thing that I want. Um, and they're like, oh, no, no, take it. And so, um, but yeah, Memo left it up all year. I love it. It's beautiful. It's uh, the, I want to say it's not precious moments. What is it called? Those little figurines. Precious moments. No, 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 not precious moments. It's the only ones I know. It'll come to me later. But anyway, that's what it is. Again, I'll put a picture up. Um, but it's wrong. You know, it's this this clean and and, and beautiful oh, set absolutely. Where, where baby Jesus and and you got the animals that are all clean and they're kneeling down. But no nativity it. scene really is true to what right. the depiction. So I want to see that, that looks, nativity scene. That looks very melodic. You're not going to be able to buy it. We should uh, make looks, it next year. The hillbilly and the hipster nativity scene. The utter filth and just don't threaten me with a good time, Chad. Filth that Jesus was born in that lowborn king. So, but I look at that and it's so peaceful. Mm. It's so peaceful. And like, how, you know, I would love for it to have looked like that with the big star and the angel and everything just in its pristine order. But that's not it. And let me tell you why there's peace in the actual nativity scene where there's crap everywhere and mud and filth and this, that, and everything else. Um, what does your life look like? Is your life perfect and pristine? Like, does your life look like the nativity scene that I have on my mantle? No, sir. No. Nothing. Like, you you walk into my house and my wife would tell you that we are slobs. You know, you've been around my house. You're not slobs. We're not. You you have two kids. You can't tell Dr. Wife that, though. But regardless. Dr. Wife, you are not slobs. (laughs) But, like. There's muck and there's mire in our lives. Sure. We're both physical our, our, and our our souls are dirty. Mm-hmm. Our our skin is dirty. Come on. Our hair, filthy. It needs to be washed. No, some mine, of us mine's don't, pretty clean. Yeah, well, I mean, some of us don't don't wash our, our, our booties near enough too. Like we're just we're dirty people. Right, and our lives reflect that. What are you watching on TV? That'll preach. That'll preach. You know, what are you watching on TV? What are you listening to on the radio? What jokes are you telling? And I, I'm going to tell you this, just in in a in a fit of honesty. Um, I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to anybody else. Yes, sir. I am not the perfect example of a Christian. I promise. What is it that? Uh, I think it was, maybe it was mom. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Somebody close to me recently was like, I'm a Christian, but I cuss a little like I, and I get that because like we're dirty, but you know what else was dirty? The manger. And there's some peace in that because out of the dirt and the muck and the mire came grace. 
Yeah, and I think we may have touched on this last week that not only out of the, the muck and the mire and the filth came grace, but grace, right? The word had to be fed, had to be changed, had to be taught, taught how to read, how to speak, how to write, how to walk. Like, I mean, that's humbling. It most certainly is. And I can't. I, I just can't get past that. Like what hit me last week, you know, was, was the hope that, you know, uh, the very one that walked on the water had to be taught how to walk. Mm. There's hope That's a in good that. Word. Oh, amen. There's peace in the fact that out of filth comes grace. Mm. Because if you take my life, let's, let's take, I'm 39 years old. Let's take, and, and I came to Christ January of 1995. Nope, January of 1996. I came to Christ. Or I was introduced to Christ. And I didn't take it serious by any means. Yeah, me either. And then so let's fast forward to um, 2002. I am leading music in this church. I've preached my first sermon in this church. I'm a junior. Um, I'm, I'm teaching children Sunday school. I'm running Bible school. You know, I've got all this stuff that I'm doing and it hits me that I'm going through the motions. And there was still some hope because although my life was filthy and disgusting, God's grace was going to clean me. And so, yeah, Jesus was born in this nasty manger. But he endured that nasty manger. He endured life. He endured pain and agony mm. and, and, and a punishment fit for us. Mm. He was buried and then three days later was resurrected so that he could we could come to him and be like, Jesus, I am scum. Mm. My life is filthy. My life resembles the manger scene, the true manger scene, if not worse. Look at the prodigal son. I, you know, I have sat and looked at the 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 pods that the pigs are eating and I have coveted them. But now I would like to come to you so that you can make me clean to where my soul, my inside is now as pristine as the manger scene sitting on my mantle. That's a good word. There's hope in that, man. There is. And, and I got to say what you've just said. You know, I'll be... <laughs> We'll just don't peek behind the curtain, but I'm going to move today. Today's episode is, is almost all behind the curtain. You know, the last two weeks in particular, like I've just been, I've just been defeated, man. Um, you know, ministry is hard and. Oh, it absolutely is. And someone told me a, a, a million years ago, right. That sheep, sheep bite and they hurt. And so over the past two weeks, like I've been threatened. Um, I've been, my character's been assassinated. I, 
apparently I was the subject of a, a Sunday school class this past Sunday at my church of just basically, I'll just be frank of just how much I suck. Um, I, I could have told them that. Yeah, but it's over like just such banal issues where actually they're not even banal issues. They're about children. I think that's the driving force in it. But I just, I've been so defeated and, and really to think about that, like I've not put that in perspective because I've, I've thrown myself a pity party. Um, I've been just depressed or anxious, you know, our annual meeting is Sunday and I've literally just dread going to that. Cause I've been threatened that, that they're going to just tear me apart at the annual meeting. And, and when I say threatened, like I've been threatened to my face, um, but it doesn't mean anything because, you know, whatever, whatever nonsense I have to go through, whatever bovine or equine fecality I have to tread through, right? I mean, I'm not taking on anything that Jesus took on, both from yeah. that, that lowborn birth to that horrible, horrific death, taking on that punishment for me, for you. Um, no, it's Here, just... here's the thing. And there's, there's, there's beauty in the words, right? Uh, the words in red. I, and I can't tell you the, the scripture reference off the top of my head and shame on me. I probably should be able to. Um, and I'm not saying hatred is, is key here, but what did Jesus tell the apostles, the disciples? He, he said, they're going to hate you, but it's okay. They hate me because they they've hated me. Yeah, we're paraphrasing. Um, it's it's cool that they're gonna hate you because you know what they hated me first. But Wait. again, <laughs> as bad as that is, and and as and it just feels like, and I get it because the last few weeks, but we've talked like we both feel like we've been treading knee deep in crap. Oh, I feel like I've been kicked in the gut by an elephant. And so there, uh, maybe a few months ago, and may, shoot, maybe it was longer, there was an episode where we talked about how, as kids, we were way more concerned about quicksand. Oh, yeah. Where did the quicksand go? I was I, so but, prepped for it. So, But here's the thing. I, spiritually, we're in it. Yes, sir. All these attacks keep coming. You, you, in, in a church setting, me in, in a secular setting, but it's again, I would contend that it's both spiritual. Um, it is, because... and, and, and so don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not just an Andy and Chad issue. This is that we may be speaking about you two, and you just not realize it, yeah. uh, or, or or just a different story. But you you feel like you're in the same boat, and no matter how hard you struggle in the 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 fecalness that you're knee deep in right now, right? No matter how hard you struggle and the, the deeper and the deeper and the deeper that you get and the harder and the harder the attacks come at you and the worse and worse that you feel and, and the more reserved and the more pulled back that you get. I'm here to tell you there's hope. Mm. I'm here to tell you that the one who laid in the muck and laid in the grave has walked out so that he can make us clean. Amen. Well, this makes and me it, go ahead. Sorry. And it's and, and it's not a regretful, like 
there have been times that I've called my kids in and I, we were going to go somewhere and I like idiot and idiot. I told them to go outside and play and they come in filthy and I begrudgingly wipe them off. Oh, I can't believe you did this, this, you know, we had these plans and now you ruined it and the shirts ruined, go change it. I can't believe you would do that as a parent. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And then you, you think back and it may not be months, years down the road. You think back at that and be like, man, the memories that kid made and I had to ruin it because of my attitude. Jesus doesn't come at us like that angry parent because we've taken too long to get to him or that we have because of the actions that we did. We've ruined his plans. He comes to us with a smile. Look at again. Let's go back to the parable of the prodigal son. It doesn't say that the father stood at his porch and waited. No, you ran for the son man. to come home. He, I picture him standing on the front porch, and I, I, you know he's a farmer, so he's got overalls on and work boots and a flannel shirt. See, wait, I got to stop you right there. This man was wealthy in no. that part of the world. He wore heavy robes like those dudes did not. Let run. me let me let me just put it in today's terms because there are some farmers that are extremely wealthy and they still wear flannel and overalls. No, there are farmers that are wealthy that you think they're broke. <laughs> Right, like you would, you would think that I've, man has nothing. I've spent way too much time at ag dealer stores, man. There he's, are farmers. He's, he's got his little thermal cup, drinking a cup of Folgers, right? He's um, he's patched his overalls with a with a Kroger bag. He's wearing the same overalls that he's had for twenty five years. They don't even fit. He's just sucking it in. Okay, but he's standing out there, and he's he's his his other son is standing beside him, and he's like, "Hey, what's that?" Is that who I think it is? And I can just see him tossing the cup, whether the, the brother catches it or not, whether the, the, the farm hand catches it or not, he tosses it and he is running down the gravel road, right? He Jesus isn't waiting for you to come to him. No, sir. He's, there. Right? he's, he's calling you. And the moment that you turn around, he is there. He's wooing you. you. You don't have to turn around in your 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 spiritual walk and and come back 10, 15 miles. Or you don't have to walk backwards 20 years. Don't it doesn't matter how far away from you feel like you are, how how deep into the muck and the mire that you are, you turn around. He is there, he is picking you up, and with a smile, he is wiping you down, cleaning you. Go go get a robe and and, and put it on him. Put a ring. put a put a ring on his finger, right? Go go get go get it go get the pair of overalls, that that John Deere hat, the good one that I only wear to church. Get it and put it on his head. International Harvester, baby. Right, we're Southern the, uh, Baptist. Sorry, my bad. Uh, but the the big the big pig that we were going to do the hog roast on next week for the church. Kill it now. We're doing it now because my son that we thought was dead is now alive. And by golly, we're going to celebrate. So much hope in the manger scene. Yeah. And I think of this. Go ahead, sir. No, no, and I'll quit after this because I, I, I tend to get on my soapbox and I don't mean to, but I get real excited about this stuff. So, and when I say there's hope in the manger scene, It's just, it's not even, 
the scene in itself, right? Of course, there's hope in Jesus, but I think with the 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 filthiness of that adds so much to it. Mm. Uh, the hope that comes out of that, if you can look at that and then apply it to life today, there's no way you can tell me that we live in a hopeless world. It no. it sure it sure feels hopeless at times. Well, the world does sure. I mean, because because you look at who the world's relying on, the world's relying on relying on people like Joe Biden, people like uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, whatever that guy's name from the Ukraine is. Zelensky. People, yeah, people like the whoever runs China. I can't think of his name. Um, people Xing like Jinping. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. Um, I probably just said something racist. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Uh, people like, and here we go. You ready? You ready? You ready? People like Donald Trump. Woo! Okay. If if that's where your hope is, any of those people, Lord, I, I it's gonna get hot. It's gonna it's get gonna, hot. It's gonna get hot, and you're gonna have pastors uh, that tell you, "Oh, there's no such thing as hell." Oh, hell is real. Hell no is, one hell talked is, about. Hell more than Jesus Christ. You know, he didn't he didn't say that I came from ev- for everybody. Oh. Amen, brother. But there's hope. Don't let what I just said scare you. There's hope. Because sure, Jesus didn't come from everybody, but it sure says that he doesn't want anyone to perish, but for everybody to come to the life saving knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ. Mm. He's wooing you. You mm. just got to listen. You, know, if you can't find hope in that. What do you find hope in? It's yours. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. I, you know, it. You get two preachers together, and it's a mm-hmm. it's a battle of uh, who's got the time. Um, no, all this makes me think. Like, you know, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Isaiah nine. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he was made, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us A son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. 
That's the word of God, brother. Don't stop there. Come on. <laughs> I think that, you know, Isaiah 9, uh, 1 through 7, particularly those verses, right, 6 and 7, for to us, a child is born. That is, that is the epitome of peace. I mean, it's his name, right? Prince of Peace. It's one of his many names. It's Prince of Peace. That is the epitome of peace. And I don't know what else to say after the word of God. I know we were going to talk about, we're going to have some fun with Christmas songs. That might be a later episode. I know you got to get can be next, That can be next week. But I just, man, you know, you have all these, all these notes at least you do. Um, very I few. I, I tend sketch to out. I, I tend to fly more by the seat of my pants, which gets me in hot water sometimes. <laughs> but really, tonight, like I did a lot of thinking on this over the last week on on hope and, and joy, really, because because messed uh, that up. Your producer screwed up. <laughs> but uh, I thought a lot about hope, and. Uh, there was a time that I didn't, I didn't have a lot of that, um, you know, in, in full honesty and, and pulling back the, the, the curtain a little bit, um, at a young age, I, I tried to take my life. Um, and I was, I was drowning in a sea of hopelessness. Um, and I thought I would be better off not here. I thought my family would be and friends would be better off not having me around. Yeah, me um, too. I was so stupid. I moved to a place where I didn't know anybody thinking that I was going to make my suicide easier. Yeah. That's yeah. how stupid I was. So, uh, uh, easier on the folks because nobody I loved would find me. Right. right? That, oh, absolutely. That, that was my concept. Like I moved to small town. Nobody knew me thinking that that was going <laughs> to be the best choice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was in high school, so that, that should tell you a lot. Um, and I, I think to myself, man, only by the grace of God, and it, it, I'm not going to go into details of the story of what happened, but it's only by the grace of God that I sit here today. And, and to think that I could have missed out on my boys, right? That And, and this is going to sound stupid, but the 2021 World Series. Mm. Right, sharing that moment where I went and woke my kids up, so that we could sit in the living room and watch the final three outs of the 2021 World Series where the Braves won it, I would have just forfeited that. And so I'll do you one better because you know that's a very secular event that meant a lot to me. I would have. Oh, he does. There's an episode there, probably the first one. Um. I would have forfeited the opportunity to baptize my child. I was there for that. I would have forfeited the opportunity to share the gospel with hundreds upon hundreds of, of kids. Mm. I would have forfeited the opportunity to baptize many kids that I would consider are my kids. You would have missed out on meeting some Yahoo in the boys and girls club parking lot. That would eventually get matching dumpster fire tattoos with both enthralled by a Catholic priest in cowboys <laughs> cowboy boots driving a Tacoma. So and and I kind of make light of this. We kind of make light of the situation now, uh, but there was absolutely no hope in my life. 
And to go from that, and I'm not saying I don't have moments. I, I think depression is real and it, it has a grip on me and it has a grip on you and, and we deal with it in different ways. Um, but the hope that we have is no longer in ourselves. I don't mm. rely on myself to get through the day anymore. Mm. I don't rely on my, uh, on myself. I don't rely on my wife to get through the day anymore. Although there are times that, the doctor wife plays a bigger role in that than she probably realizes. Sure. I have hope in Christ. Amen. I have hope. I have hope in a savior who loves me enough that not only was he born in the mire, he gave up his seat, came down as a lowly baby, and he went through the same trials and, and tribulations that I'm going to go through. All in the name of love. Mm. Tell me there's no hope in that. Can I, so if you if you're listening now and you say I've lost all hope, can I introduce you to a to a hope that is beyond any other hope you'll have? Mm. Can I introduce you to Jesus who is waiting for you to turn around? Waiting to give you that international harvester hat and a pair of overalls. Well, I think that's Mark Clifton who gives me the international harvester <laughs> hat. But can I can I share with you the scripture that to me now is the epitome of hope? Go for it. And I know this is going to be weird for some folks, but I don't know, Jeff. Someone else will say. I think maybe we could close with this. I'm not trying to steal your thunder. No, I was just going straight altar call. So I'm 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 going to say this: uh, if you don't have that everlasting wait. hope in Christ, wait. If you're doing altar call, we need every head bowed. <laughs> Unless you're driving. And every eye closed. Unless you're driving. So, like, if, if you don't... I see that hand. I see that hand. If you don't yes. know... If you don't know the hope that we're talking about and you're interested in knowing that hope, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us on Instagram. Reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to us on email. Um and and don't stop till we answer. Um, I'm I'm not above giving you my phone number and and calling and talking about it. Here, I'm going to give it to you right now. I don't want to give it to everybody right now. <laughs> Easy killer. But on a one on one, you know what I'm saying. But like, I would love to, and and Chad would too. We would love to introduce you to the hope that we have, to the hope that has brought us so far and through so much. Cedar wants to go to bed. I see her coming in the room. Yes, she's ready for bed. She'll wait, though, for this. She has hope. Not the same hope, but that's a whole other story. She has hope that she's going to get a treat here in a second. But no, uh, jokes jokes aside for a second, Like we would love to introduce you and talk to you about Jesus. So if you don't have that hope, every head bowed, every echo, raise that hand. I see it. Re- reach out to us on on twitter on instagram email us text us call us uh, i know there are some people on here that that know us personally uh, and if you're one of those people you have questions please reach out there is no better time to come to the loving saving knowledge of christ amen than right now than today no better time Take it away. 
So I'm going to close this with this. This is, uh, I think in the past year, some verses that really have just exemplified hope for me. And it's Revelation 5. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open a scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I, and this is John, the revelator, and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain. And by your blood, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. That's hope. And it is to me. Revelation 5 really is that hope because, I mean, there's nobody worthy to take the scroll from the Father except for the Lamb, except for Jesus, that lowborn king, born in that filthy manger, as Andy, that filthy manger, as Andy said. So much hope. Well, like Andy said, go ahead, sorry. No, no, you're good, go on. Like Andy said, if you just reach out to us, um, email us, or as one wise man said once, hit us up on the Gmail at hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Um, we are on the sociables on uh, the X at hillhipsterpod. We are on the Instagram at hillhipsterpod. Um, don't forget to check out the, the great blacksmith merchandise and apparel at St. Galgano Armory. They are at stgalganoarmory.etsy.com. Um, you can hit them up on X at St. Galgano Armory. And they are on instant. 
I keep saying that. They are on Instagram <laughs> at Saint underscore Galgano underscore Armory. Well, it's a good word today, brother. Um, I tell you, I, I'm leaving this episode a little more, a little more hopeful than I came into this episode. I'm a lot more hopeful because I was going to title this episode Chad is pretty darn glum. <laughs> and now Chad is pretty darn hopeful. I'm going to leave you with this. There's hope in the crap, man. Amen, brother. There's hope in the crap. Amen. So stick around, brothers and sisters. It's time for pie. Where's the record button to stop it?